0: The voice of reason, the voice of alarm, the voice of stats, the voice of scouts, the voice of Kool-Aid, the voice of dismay, the voice of O. The Royals are just one win away. We have come so far, haven't we? One win away from the second World Series championship in team history. One went away from ending the 30 year World Series championship drought, and one went away from these guys never buying a drink the rest of their lives in this city. As Casey does it again, they come from behind, down two or more runs for the sixth time this postseason. That sets an MLB record. The Royals tonight use a three-run eighth inning to propel themselves to a 5-3 win in Game 4. As it's Davo, but cheers all around here from Lee Summit Mo. Another edition of your dish on Clubhouse Conversation. So much to talk about. Can you believe that we could be down to the second-to-last dish of the season? Hopefully you've been... You know, discovered us a while back, and you've been listening throughout the entire 2015 season, and even going back, listening during the entire 2014 season, our second full year of doing these, and I think back to April and May and all those days we talked. Did we ever think this would actually happen? It's a good question. I wouldn't have said yes or no back then. I would have said the Royals won the Central for sure, but it's just pretty amazing that we're sitting here. The Royals will play their first ever game in team history November 1st tomorrow. Never happened before. And on that day, they could very easily win a world championship. After last year being so close to get back there this year, how special is this? And and let's start tonight. So much to get to tonight. Let's start with our player of the game who I think is the leading candidate as of now for MVP of the World Series. That man is Salvador Perez. Salvi tonight, 3 out of 4. RBI, run. Even the bat he got out, that 10-pitch at bat where he struck out was a great AB. We've seen Salvi throughout the entire playoffs continue to just have a night and day better approach to the plate. You look back and he almost carried the Royals throughout that ALDS when he was literally running back and forth to the bathroom before games, during games. He's been getting banged up, as we know, all year and all playoffs out there every day. Doing the job behind the dish, gunning out base runners. We saw that again tonight when he hosed out Granderson at second base by a good six feet. Gets the job done at the plate, calls good games. What a pleasure. I mean, that that man deserves an MVP. Esky got the one for the ALCS, as he should. I'd love to see Salvi get a hit or two tomorrow? An RBI or two tomorrow? I, th- I mean, Because I think if KC wins tomorrow, if they win the World Series tomorrow, I think Salvador Perez is your MVP, barring a 4-for-4 four four game from Gordon or Zobrist, a couple of more dark horse candidates, as is Hosmer, really about half the offense. You could even throw in Alex Gordon for that big home run in Game 1 if he has a big night. But if Salvi has a couple of hits tomorrow, I mean, his numbers for this World Series, he's hitting 412 with a 973 OPS, leading the Royals I think he's got to be your MVP as of right now now if this goes to six let's say it goes six and the Royals come back and Johnny Cueto spends another gym similar to the one we saw the other day seven eight innings of one or two run ball then maybe Johnny Cueto gets the MVP but I think if the Royals win it tomorrow and Salvi has another good day I think he is your leading candidate and he gets the player of the game tonight but back to the offense in this one we'll, we'll begin there The difference when you look at these two teams tonight, well, A, who makes the plays and who doesn't. The Mets, as we've been saying coming into this series and throughout it, can't make the plays in their interior. Their infield defense is full of butchers. When I go to my local Hy-Vee, I think of the Mets infield defense when I go by the butcher department. I mean, it's just awful. Across the board on that infield not good. We've seen all of them exposed throughout the series. Tonight it's Daniel Murphy with a big error in that 8th inning. More on that in a little bit, but bullpen's a big difference, and the defense is a big difference. And tonight, runners scoring position was a big difference. Royals hit 4 for 10. They got the job done. The majority of that came, obviously, during that 8th inning. And that's the big difference to me 4 for 10 for the Royals, wrist wise New York was 0 for 1. New York didn't have the chances tonight. They just had home runs from Mr. Conforto tonight that did the job for them. Other than that, though, New York didn't do much offensively. Royals kept that line moving. They leave 5 in this one versus the Mets only leaving 1 in this game. Make that 2, sorry. Would have been 3, at Cespedes been on this planet and i mean talk about some brain farts tonight we assessment us there on the night that he where are you going it was a looping liner like where was he going on that it was just going to be a single if it gets by a moose it's not a double like why is he trying to cheat that much getting more than halfway to second with all not more than halfway but almost halfway to second when that ball was caught what was he thinking what was alex rios thinking on the royal side of things in that third inning You got the infield drawn in. There's clearly one out. It's the World Series in the third inning. Was he hurting that much from making that nice diving catch earlier in the game? Was he banged up enough or maybe his brain wasn't in it? I mean, that's no excuse still. I'm not saying that's an excuse, but I'm just wondering out loud, was that the reason it happened? You can't have that happen, period, but was that the reason? I mean, you can't have that happen, especially when you look at a guy like Salvador Perez, who gets hit in the throat and ribs tonight. We talked about how tough he's been and how heavy he is. I mean, that's just an example of, you you know, you, you want to be like Salvi and not like Rios, when hurting, I guess, if that was the reason tonight. Who knows what that was? He had no excuses, took it like a pro, and we've come to realize that Alex Rios is a pro. But, man... I just love looking up and down this Royals lineup. Ben Zobrist, how big were his at bats back to back? And I tweeted about this at Royals Clubhouse. Sixth inning, the Royals were down three to one. Just like in game one, they were down three to one. And who was leading off the sixth inning in game one? The Royals put a two spot on the board. Ben Zobrist let off that inning. Who let off tonight in the sixth inning down two, three to one? Ben Zobrist. What happened in game one leading off the sixth inning down three to one? Double. And then what happened tonight? Down 3-1 in the sixth, Ben Zobrist, double. Then game one, you have Lorenzo Cain come up and knock in Zobrist. What happened tonight in the sixth inning, down 3-1? Same thing. It was really eerie, those first two. Of course, after that, it didn't go on. The Royals got just won that inning, didn't tie it up. But it was kind of interesting that the same combo came up, the same score, and the same result happened with the first two hitters. So you know, Ben Zobrist there, and then, of course, draws a key walk. I mean, how important is his discipline been at the top of that Royals lineup? would love to have Ben Zobras back next year. And we're not going to talk about next year besides right now until a week or two from now. I'm not, I'm not thinking about next year, but I'll just say I'd love to have Zobras back. I don't know that it makes sense with Omar and Fonte being owed so much money that the Royals can really afford him if they want to keep guys like Gordon and they're going to have to extend guys, hopefully a couple guys long-term, maybe get Lorenzo Cain signed up for a while, give Salvi a bit more, maybe try to buy out Haas or Moose a year or two past free agency, maybe look at Wade Davis possibly, who's down to his last year. After this, just some things to think about. Greg Holland, of course, probably will get a two-year deal. So... The Royals are going to non-tender him, obviously, and renegotiate that contract with him missing next year. Anyway, no more talk about next year. Let's get back to tonight. Lorenzo Cain gets on base with a run on an RBI. Moose a run on an RBI. Gordo a hit in an RBI. Just nice good at-bats up and down the lineup. And the Royals didn't do anything spectacular off of Steven Matz. I mean, you look at the line, you know, the line for him is about what you expected. We said coming in, he averages five and two-thirds innings per start throughout the year. And a similar outing tonight, five plus innings, gives up two runs on seven hits, strikes out five in five plus innings. He's been king, a shade over one hitter per inning throughout his seven starts throughout the year. And that's what he did again tonight. So small sample size, but about what we expected from Matt, as we talked about last night. The Roswell worked him pretty well. 84 pitches in five innings and got him out. Nice job. And then, of course, that eighth inning is when the Royals really put those great at-bats together. Well, some more great at-bats. We mentioned the Salvador Perez 10-pitch A-B. There were some good at-bats that resulted in outs tonight. Even Alex Rios had a full count and smoked a ball to left center to the warning track. That was a nice at go. There were some nice at-bats tonight. But those walks, Zobrist and Kane in the eighth off Tyler Clippard and then Jerry's Familia comes in and becomes the first pitcher with two blown saves and a World Series since... Ryan Matson in two thousand eight. Matson, of course, gets the win tonight, because why wouldn't he? It's Halloween. Uh, you know, Daniel Murphy, a big play in that inning. But then the runners in the scoring positions we mentioned before, Mike Mustache, Salvador Perez, key back to back singles, and the Royals now have forty four runs in the seventh inning or later this postseason. That's the most since nineteen seventy four. 44 runs scored by the Royals in the seventh inning or later or this postseason, the most since 1974. Some more records. Ben Zobras ties. Mammoth. Throw it almost went there. Ben Zobras ties MLB postseason record with eight doubles tonight. Can go for the MLB record if he gets one more tomorrow or game six or seven if necessary. And Chris Young. Last note, the pitching tonight, Chris Young was good. Michael Conforto, like I said, a no-doubt solo shot. First pitch, tr- Young tries to get ahead, up and in with the fastball. Gives up the big dong in the third inning. And then, of course, he does that as next at bat off of Duffy in the fifth inning when he was probably should have been called out on strikes by the home plate umpire. But we're not going to complain tonight. We're just going to let that go because things kind of even themselves out. Chris Young is what Casey needed, though. We, we wanted five innings and three runs or less coming in. We got pretty much that. Four innings, two runs. And he could have got another inning, but the Royals decided to go to Kendris Morales to pinch hit there. Which, by the way, runner at first with two outs, I don't have a problem with that. There wasn't a time later in the game where it made more sense, as it turned out. And the Royals still had some good clutch at bat, you know, bats on the bench, like Paulo Orlando and Gerard Dyson, for example. So I don't have a huge problem With Morales sitting there with a runner on base, Royals down one. You can go for the gap shot to tie it. Home run gives you the lead. Morales gets on, which he did. He gets on base, but yet people are claiming Yosted on social media, which makes no sense. And speaking of Yost, your boy, who much of Royals Nation continues to question every single day, I myself have questioned Yost three or four times this year. Not too much. I've, I've pretty much understood everything he's done this year. I thought he's been great all year. Going back out last year, I thought he was horrible in the wild card game, and I'll stand by that. It was still a horrible decision to bring in Ventura, although that wasn't all on Yost. As we find out later, there was a lot more going into it and a lot more people involved than just Yost. It's a different story for a different day, but learned some stuff about that recently. But anyway, Yost, the best postseason winning percentage now by any Manager in Major League history. How about that? Boom! Yosted. Twenty-one and nine is Ned Yost, a seven-hundred winning percentage. That's the best in MLB history. Minimum thirty appearances. Joe McCarthy's next at thirty and thirteen. In the Hall of Famer with the six ninety-eight. Ned Yost, twenty-one and nine, at seven hundred winning percentage. How funny is that? <coughs> Yet you, you know so much of Royals Nation continues to be so down on him. I had somebody, and no offense, the guy might be listening tonight. I had somebody send me a message and say that Yost almost screwed the Royals out of this game by not double-switching and allowing Wade Davis to hit in the eighth. Who cares? You can't double-switch there. You're not taking out Alex Gordon for defense. We're past that point. The Royals all postseason they brought in Paulo Orlando for defense. I had no trouble, I had no problem with them letting Wade Davis just stand there. there. The game was already won. You don't take out Gordon there. It's just, I don't know. Anyway, so, Chris Young was good tonight. In summary, one last thing. Bullpen, Duffy, Hochaver, Matson, and Davis. Spectacular. Five innings, just that one solo home run. They give up four hits in their five innings. No walks, 5 K. So, a K per inning. Five innings, 5Ks. Five less than one, one you know walk and hit per innings pitch. The whip is under one at point eight with no walks there. Just the four hits in the five innings for Duff, Hochaver, Matson, and Davis. The Royals can close it out tomorrow. Are they going to do it? I think so. Originally coming into this series, I picked the Royals in seven, but after game two, I told you they'd win this one in five, and I'll stick with that. Edinson Volquez makes a triumphant return, and we send him all the best, and again, send him strength as he's dealing, obviously, with a lot more than most people are involved at this moment with the Royals and our lives. My my biggest... Concern right now is daylight savings or standard time, whatever tonight is. Like I got to set the clocks back, and poor Volk has to deal with a lot more. So we send him strength, and we'd love to see him go out there and, and win that game, not only for his team in the city, but obviously for his dad and his family. he will take on Matt Harvey, who the Royals got to in that sixth inning in game one that we detailed earlier. Familia, I would think, it'll only be available for an inning tomorrow after throwing yesterday and today. I I don't know. I mean... I suppose, I suppose, I mean, the Mets aren't just going to fold up shop, I don't necessarily think, but, and Harvey, you know, is going to try to save the best for last and and probably have a pretty good outing tomorrow. Volkers will have to be good. The Mets are going to try their darndest to win this game. I just don't think they're going to. I I think the Royals smell blood now. For all the ridiculous things Harold Reynolds says, he he made a good point tonight. It was like the Royals smell blood out there. They're like sharks. They can tell. You make one mistake, you open up, just give them them that inch. and they'll take the yard. And that's kind of how I feel about tomorrow. And one last thing. I guess the Royals did have some tricks up their sleeve tonight, like Noah Sendergaard. I had tricks up my sleeve and really set the tone yesterday by throwing up and in and almost hitting Escobar on the head and throwing it over the catcher's head. I'm really tough. Come fight me on the mound. I'm Thor. 60 feet, 6 inches. Come fight me if you have a problem with it. Yeah, you really set the tone. I'm sure you really intimidated Escobar, who got a hit in the second at bat, a base hit in the second at bat, and the Royals had, what, six hits in the first two innings? Yeah, you really set the tone. That six-inning, three-run outing was really impressive there, Sendegaard, Same exact outing Harvey had in game one, but he lost because the Royals had better pitching that night. Ventura was the, was the real story of last night, not And Certainly, if you follow me on social media, you know that my feelings are pretty pretty well known about how the national media... If you don't want to call it racism, it's certainly bias. Because, I mean, you go back to April in the Oakland A's, you know, the the takeout slide, the dirty slide from Brett Lurie. He wears one. You think the thing's over. Then Casimir comes back and retaliates. Later in the game, Herrera throws behind the back of Lurie. Keyword back, not shoulders. Should Herrera have gotten tossed there? Yes. No problem with that. He points to his head. Whatever. Maybe it looks bad, but he says he's saying, think about it. Never admits fault in that situation, all right? Yet he gets a five-game suspension. You go to the freaking World Series, you're down 2 nothing. A guy throws a pitch up and in. I mean, it wasn't within a millimeter of his head, but that was within six inches of his head. What if Escobar leans forward? What if the ball takes off on the tailing action a little bit more there and it drills him? You're doing that because you're getting your butts kicked. The Royals, there was no fireworks. The Royals hadn't taken anybody out. There was no reason to go headhunting there. You could throw up and in, down, or not up and in. I mean, low and in, down and away. I mean, whatever. He doesn't even get a warning there. He comes out after the game and admits they were talking about doing it. Him and Travis Dorno, before the game, they decided to do it. He admits it was on purpose after being probed and nothing. The media thinks it sets the tone. It was a nice job of being tough and putting their foot down. What happens if Donovan Ventura does that last night or if he retaliates? He's a thug. He's a punk. He's getting warned and or tossed out. Herrera, same thing. Just saying it's a bit odd to me that the guy from Texas does it. He's old school. Oh, yeah, that's how Koufax did it. Ah, Drysdale and Feller. Yeah, they own the inside corner. You don't own that. You're too comfortable up there, Eski. He's a throwback. It's great, great to see him stand up for his teammates. Okay, but if Herrera does it, not at the head and doesn't admit it, or Ventura, they get suspended for five games, and, and here we are months later, and they've had their names unfairly tarnished. You get people all the time saying, oh, you're a Royals fan. How can you whine about that? Because you've heard one or two news stories just like this, where you hear one guy glorified and one guy painted in to the villain. I'm just saying if it's not racism within the media and to a small degree within MLB, it certainly is bias. I don't know what word you want to look at, but that's my thoughts on that. Um was pretty clear with my thoughts on that on social media yesterday. So we'll see what happens. It's, you know, one last note tonight. Like I said, it's hard to believe we could be down to our last dish tomorrow or whenever of the 2015 season. Uh, Not going to guarantee you're going to have a dish tomorrow night. Going to be out probably living it up and partying here in Kansas City. Maybe a day or two after the Royals win the World Series. So there is a chance you won't hear from me if the Royals win tomorrow. And if they lose tomorrow, we'll be back tomorrow night. But if they win tomorrow, a pretty good chance you won't hear from me until early to mid portion of the week, as I'm sure you understand. And I'm sure you probably don't want to, analyze too much once this whole thing's over. You're just going to enjoy it and soak it in. We'll have a wrap-up, though, after the World Series, whenever that is, or we'll be back tomorrow if the Royals lose. Also, as I always say, plenty of interviews here on Clubhouse Conversation. Appreciate you joining the show. Enjoy your extra hour of sleep tonight. Go, Royals. It's really happening. We could have a World Series championship back. Think about that for a second. In November, even. And hey, good news, it's only... About thirteen weeks till Pedgers and Catchers report too. I mean a nice short winter and a nice warm one with the World Series Championship, hopefully. Good night.